0: Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, 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 Jesus. Woo! So good. God is so good. Are you excited to be in the house tonight? Me too. I'm so excited. And you know, I just want to say, uh, this is a beautiful glass of water, which is not what I was going to say. I am so focused in Jesus' name. But um, I love scriptures. I love all the scriptures. I love scriptures like Matthew six that uh, Jenny just mentioned in the offering time because it references birds, for example. And you know, we got birds today too, hallelujah, right? <laughs> and so I have, you know, like many of you probably have, my kitchen window where I do my dishes. There's a, there's a window where I do my dishes, oh, my sink, my sink and a window. Can you picture it? And I often, when I'm doing my dishes, because I still wash certain dishes by hand, when I'm doing my dishes, I look out, and we have a back porch with a railing, and a lot of times, don't you know, little birdies will come, and they'll prop themselves up on that little ledge, and I often find myself, as soon as I see them, thinking about that particular scripture. And I take a moment while I'm washing my dishes and doing my thing to just consider Jesus and all that he has made available to us. And I reference, often reference, that particular scripture where I'm just washing my dishes and then I get off into a beautiful meditation of how thankful I am, Lord, that God, just like you, Look at those birdies out on that ledge, I often say. Look how plump and little chubby little fat birdies who don't look like they're hungry. They're looking like they're well fed. They're looking like they're getting a lot of seed or they're getting a lot of food and they're looking like they get a lot of good baths and a lot of clean puddles and they don't look like they have a care in the world. And then I say, Jesus, thank you. As amazingly well, those birds are taking care of God. I remember that in you, I am even more taken care of than those birds. Because if you would do it for the wee little birdies, how much more would you do for me? Amen? And so I'm so thankful that we have things that we can reference still today, common things that were in the time when the scriptures were written and we have today in our world that we can always look to to remember. You know, two of my most favorite words in the season that I'm in are, consider Jesus. Yeah, Yeah, me too. I love that. Consider Jesus. And we are, you know, we're basically going to talk about that tonight. But before we do, because I'm so excited, because I love talking about this, for those of you who know me, I love talking about this kind of stuff. I love to consider Jesus. I love to ponder his goodness. I love to meditate on how awesome he is. (laughs) Those of you who know me know that. I feel like this is a big thing for me. Bless the Lord. But let's pray. (laughs) That's a big thing for all of us actually, says the Lord. It's a big thing for all of us, says the Lord. God, I thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for all, ha, all for all of you, God. God, I thank you for your presence tonight. We are already blessed. We are already changed. We're already gonna leave here different than we came. God, I thank you for the wonderful plan that you have for tonight, God. God, I thank you that everything is going according to your plan. As you see it, God, I thank you that it plays out tonight in the name of Jesus. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for your glory, God. I thank you, Lord God, for your manifest presence in the house tonight. And for those that are watching online, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, too, for your manifest presence, God, wherever they may be, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that it's possible with you. All things, God, are possible with you. Lord, whatever you want to do, I came in with this, God. But whatever you want to do, Lord, maybe this was just for me to be ready to stand in this place and I'm okay with that, God. For the needs of the people, God, because you love them, Lord, you know best, you know what they need. So God, I trust you I trust you I trust you God with this time tonight one of the most precious things that we have is time and so I entrust tonight over to you God in the name of Jesus I thank you Lord you have your way whatever you want to say, whatever you want to show, whatever you want to do, God, we are ready and we are open to receive it all in the name of Jesus. Everybody go, go like this, an outward sign that you are ready to receive all that God has for you. Sometimes we just have to start there because that's something we can do. And that sends a message. Oh, okay. I guess we're into this. So I thank you Lord, we are ready, we're ready. There is a purpose to tonight, there's always a purpose to service. And I wanna thank you all for coming to church tonight. You are all serious people. You are all hungry people. You want the more that we talk about. Why else would you come on a Wednesday night? Because you want more, you are hungry and you are thirsty. Somebody mentioned it in prayer tonight before service. You want all that God has. And there are most of you in here that would come seven nights a week if it were available. And God knows that. God knows that. God knows that and he loves that. And he's so pleased with that. And the more we expect, the more we get. The more we want, the more we hunger for, the more we get. He is willing and ready and able to give it all to us. And so we thank you, Lord, that our expectation, because we get what we expect, is in line with what God has for us tonight. Amen? So good. Jesus is king. Lord of lords and king of kings, hallelujah. He is so good. Ha, thank you, Jesus. Okay, so I haven't had a title of a message in a while, but the the title for tonight is, What Are You Thinking About? And I could say that to me too. Of course, I'm included in this. So when I say you, I mean me too. When I say you for future reference tonight, I mean we. Because I'm included in this. This is, ju- is just as much for me as it is for you. So what are we thinking about? What are we thinking about? And our foundational scripture for tonight is Philippians 4, 8. A well-known scripture. Let's read it again. Let's read it as if we were reading it for the very first time. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, so I am reading from the English Standard Version, so it may not be the same as what's up there, Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever things are true, the word of God is true. Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any, if there's, I wrote that down wrong. If there's any excellence, hallelujah. If there is anything worthy of praise. I must need a personal secretary. Think about these things, hallelujah. Think about these things. So a few, two or three, Services ago, Pastor Ian, you probably remember. Oh, shout out to our pastors, hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Bless the Lord. Shout out to our pastors. We go to the greatest church in the galaxy because of our pastors. Praise the Lord. I, you know, I, I, I have to reference because it came up in worship where uh, Reynolds Mains on Sunday when he was here And he talked about, like so many guests who come to our house, reference the excellence in this house. And he talked about, right, the standard, and there's more required. Because this is a house of excellence, there is more that is required of us. And so, you know, a great perspective on that is, is that God has placed us here on purpose, which means he must believe that we can do the more that's required of us to be in a house that is excellent. Isn't that good? We can always choose the perspective we take when we hear something, and so let's choose the perspective as, wow, that's a compliment to me. That if this is a house of excellence, because we have a high standard, praise the Lord for high standards. Hallelujah. Because this is a house of excellence, with a high standard where much is required and God has placed us in this house on purpose, then he must believe we can do it. He must believe we can meet those high standards. He thinks that much of us, he believes in us that much, that he placed us here knowing that and he still put us here, amen? So shout out to our pastors who are so awesome. Hallelujah. So where was I going? Philippians 4, 8. Bless the Lord. So I was saying, Pastor Ian, thank you, Holy Spirit. A couple of few services ago, he was talking about how the Bible, from start to finish, is filled with commands. Yeah. Things that God commands us to do. This is a command. Philippians 4, 8. Where God actually tells us how to think and what to think about. These are the things that you are allowed to think about. These are the things that are good for you to think about. These are the things that if you think on these things, they will take you to great places. And they will be followed up by Great things in your life. Whatever things are true, the Bible we said is true. So the question is, right? Jen, uh, Minister Jenny had a question for us during the offering. And the question that the Lord has for all of us is, what are we thinking about? Mm-hmm. God created us to be thinking yeah. beings. Yeah. Right. We think if you think about it, how important it is to take inventory on our thoughts, we think 24-7. Whether we realize it or not, we are thinking all the time. During the day when we are awake, we're building thoughts, and at night when we're sleeping, we're sorting those thoughts out. But we are thinking all the time. So it goes without saying that if this is something we do 24-7, that we should take care with what we think about. Right, right. Did, you, did you know that you don't have to think about any old thing that comes your way? God says, if what you're thinking about does not line up with these characteristics, with these things that he Prints out for us in Philippians 4:8. If what you're thinking about is not true. So if you're thinking about how broke you are. If you're thinking about how sick you are. If you're thinking about how weak you are. If you're thinking about how unimportant you are. If you're thinking about how ineffective you are. And on and on and on it goes. Depending on the situation that you are currently in. If you are thinking anything like that, that is not in line with truth, because all of those things are lies, that are not in line with truth, then God is saying, uh, sorry, they're not on the list. You should not be thinking about those things. Whatever, whatever, whatever things are lovely, of good report, whatever things are pure, are honorable, commendable, true. Those things, you can think about. And the Bible says that we are to bring every thought into captivity. Every thought? Yes, every thought. Every thought we think, and apparently, like, man, oh man, are we complex beings created in the image of God, 400 billion. Our thinking speed is faster than the speed of light. 400 billion actions per second is our thinking speed. We are thinking beings. And we, God is saying, this is a good time to do it at the end of the year, to prepare us for a new year. God is saying, reminding, he's reminding us. Sometimes we need those little reminders. Sometimes we let things slip. Sometimes we need to be reminded. You know, I was talking to the students about it today in LCSM, Light City School of Ministry. Yeah. And, you know, we talk a lot about how important it is to watch what we say, which it is important to watch what we say. But some people think that as long as they don't say it, it's okay. But that's not true. If you think it, if you think it, if you are just thinking it, it's already having an impact and going somewhere in your life. Because thoughts are things. Thoughts are real. Thoughts are actually tangible that can be seen under a microscope wow. and apparently they look like trees but this thing that we most of us myself included has always thought to be this intangible thing how could it really amount to much is actually very tangible and very concrete and it, so it shows up in our life right. so the things we think about will eventually show up in our life. And those thoughts will eventually manifest into tangible things in our life. And so good thoughts show up in our life as good things. And bad thoughts, because sometimes, I know nobody in here has them, but sometimes people have them. Bad thoughts, thoughts that are not true, thoughts that are not lovely, Thoughts that are not of good report. Not the report that you got, not you. Not the report that someone might get from a doctor, from a lawyer, from a banker, from whomever. Not those, good reports. Good things, good thoughts show up in our life in good and beautiful and lovely and pure ways. Because our mind which is where this is our thoughts are all taking place and the soul part of who we are affects our brain. Right. Not the other way around. What we think about, this is wild. This is wild. Like this is wild yeah. that we even get to know this Jesus. Right? We go to the greatest church in the galaxy. Yeah. Someone remind me of, I was where I was. I just want to say while I'm thinking about it right now, Pastor Ian has two amazing teachings. One is on meditation. Go figure. And the other one, aggressive thinking. Okay? So give those a listen. I had to say that because I've been thinking about that. Where was I? Bless the Lord Jesus. We get to do this. Yeah. We get to do this. We get to know this stuff. Why do we get to know this stuff? Because we get to change control, decide what we think. God wants us to know that. He wants us to know that you don't have to choose any old thought that comes your way. He wants you to know that you get to hold that, ca- that thought captive. I had this picture of this thought coming in and being behind bars. And then you check the thought. Is the thought in line with Philippians eight? Yes, okay out you go, you're free. Be free to roam around in my mind. That reminds me of a Gandhi quote where he said, I won't let anyone with their, just anyone with their dirty feet rocking around in my mind or something like that. Right? (laughs) Apologize Gandhi, that was bad. But that's the idea, right? Is we get to choose what we think. And so we hold that thought captive. If that thought is not in line with truth, if it doesn't match up to Philippians 4 8, then we reject that thought. That gets the big, eh, out of my thoughts, out of my mind. I'm not going there. No, no, no. You know, sometimes you don't have to get all spiritual or, you know, theological in what you say. Sometimes they just say, no way out loud, I'm not thinking that, I don't have to take that thought, and the truth is, and fill in the blank with the truth. So if a person has a thought about, oh, woke up a little tired this morning, must be getting the flu, it's that time of year. Don't keep going down that thought road. That is one area of your life that you do not have to finish. You do not have to finish a bad thought. As a matter of fact, we need to curtail, cut that thought off, and speak the truth in its place. We don't have to think any old. We can control what we think. Thoughts are things that will show up in your life. If you do not want that thing that you are thinking about to show up in your life, then don't think that thing anymore. And some might say, I can't help it. Yes, you can. But no, I can't. Yes, you can. But you don't understand. Yes, you can. Because God, because the Bible, because this Philippians 4.8 is for everyone. Not just a chosen few that are good with focusing, right, their mind and controlling their thoughts. This is for all of us to do. Because thoughts impact emotions, which impact decisions, which impact actions, which impact habits, which impact character, which impacts your destiny. And there is a God destiny for every single person listening to the sound of my voice. There is a God destiny and God is saying one easy thing you can do right now is watch what you think. Romans 12 two says, be ye transformed, how? Mm-hmm. By the renewing of your mind. Oh, yeah. Transformation is of the heart. This is, I had to meditate on this with the Lord to understand it, because I gotta have all the, everything's gotta line up for me, for the background info, you know? Yeah. And so I'm going, Lord, we are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body, we're a triune being like God created in the image of God hallelujah and the scripture says be transformed which is of the heart by the renewing of your mind which is of the soul you know when we meditate the first level of meditation is understanding we get understanding yeah. that word mind be transformed by the renewing of your mind in Greek actually means understanding Be transformed by the renewing of your understanding. And what he said to me is this because we know from Pastor Ian also the three overlapping circles, where the soul is in the middle, the spirit, and the body on either side, as Dr. Caroline Leaf says, the soul has one foot in the spirit and one foot in the body. And the Lord said to me, it's like a gateway. And so between the soul and the spirit. And so the thing you can do right now is think on this thing. That's so if I said to you, believe God loves you, mm-hmm. and I said, think about how much God loves you, which one's easier to do right now? To think. Yeah. Because believing is a process. But you can think right now, imagine God giving you a hug, done. Amen. That is something we can do right now, quickly, easily, and continuously. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We have transferred, this is a house of transformation. The gospel of the kingdom is all about transformation. LCSM is all about transformation. Right? And God is saying this is the way to do it. So we have we watch we have to watch what we think about. We have to watch what we say, we have to watch what we do, we have to watch what we think about. And most of the time we focus on, right? What we think about ourselves. And we have to do that. We have to watch, you know, when you think about you, what do you think about? How do you see you? Do you see yourself as strong? Do you think about yourself as as, you know, important? Do you think about yourself as healthy? Do you think about yourself as safe, protected? Do you think about yourself as loved when you think about yourself? When you close your eyes, what do you see? And we have to make sure that when we think about ourselves, the thoughts toward us, ourselves, are in line with Philippians 4.8. But because, you know, we in this house have been so blessed with this message that Pastor Ian has been ministering to us over the past while on covenant... And because covenant is other person focused, what we want to address tonight is our thoughts towards him. And the cool thing, the very simple, simple, I love simple, and cool thing about all of God's promises, watch what we do. So Jeremiah 29, 11, we heard it tonight. I know the plans that God has for you. And we, what do we do with that? God's got great plans for me. Yeah. And we need to do that. I'm not downplaying that. We need to do that. We need to believe. Yeah. We need to think about how God has great plans for us. And he's got a great future for us. But what we're doing tonight is, from that scripture, we're considering Jesus. Yeah. We're being other person focused. Yeah. Because we are in covenant, and covenant is based in, on love and love thinks about the other before ourself. From that scripture, we take God's a great planner. God is such a good planner. And we renew our minds, right? Because renewing our minds to who we are is only one part of the equation. Because there's two people in covenant. And so we renew our minds to the truth that God is a great planner. Why is that important? Because when God tells me to do something, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to submit. I'm going to be ready, ready, set, go, God, because I've renewed my mind to the truth that he's a great planner. So whatever the plan, it doesn't matter. I believe he's a good planner. And we go through all the scriptures like that, and we need to do this. We say in meditation, you can meditate on who you are in him, and who he is. But a lot of times, because, you know, we go, we get our grandma word, and we need to do that, Mm -hmm. right? We focus on who we are in him. Mm -hmm. But that's only one part of the relationship. Because we need, right, to build. (sighs) Let me give you the scripture. 2 Samuel, this big. 2nd Samuel 7:28 The NIV version says You are God and your covenant is trustworthy God is trustworthy We can trust God God is trustworthy How important is it to renew our minds to that truth God Hmm. we renew our minds by the way through the meditation process God you are trustworthy God just think about it allow Holy Spirit to lead you in pondering in rehearsing in re-speaking what God says allow you to show allow him to show you what it means, what it looks like for God to be trustworthy. God, this is an important, trusting God is everything. God, you are trustworthy. Your covenant is trustworthy. God, I thank you that you can be counted on you can be depended on you will always do what you say you're going to do you will always at all times in all things in all situations In all places, God, whatever that may look like for me, I thank you, God, that you are trustworthy. I can trust you. That's what it means, God, for you to be trustworthy to me. I can trust you, God. You always, always... Are good. You always do what you say you're going to do. And I begin to recount times in my life where God did what He said that He would do. And I do this. Over and over and over again, because renewing your mind, meditation, the process of meditation is a process. 21 days and then two more sets of 21 days. 63 days, hallelujah. It's a process. But we continue in that. Every day, God, even if we do this one thing, God, you are trustworthy. Whatever the plan, whatever the assignment, whatever the direction, whatever the word, God, you can be trusted. Here is my life. I entrust my life to you, God. How about this? Here's my calendar, representative of my time which is so valuable to me. I give my calendar, I give my schedule, I give my time over to you. I trust you with my time. And that's what we do. We ponder that truth, right. that God is trustworthy. We can take James 1.5. We ask for wisdom. And we thank you, God, we receive wisdom because you, are, you give it to us so freely. But how about meditating on God is wisdom? And God is so wise. And God, you know everything. You're omniscient. You know everything. You know what's best for me. Obviously, you know what's best for me. You know me better than I know me. And we renew our minds to that truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will meet all of our needs. I thank you, God, that you meet all my needs. Let's meditate on, God is the great provider. God, you provide, you are provider. Whatever the need, whatever the circumstance, God, you take care of it all. You see every detail, every big thing, every little thing, everything in between, God. You have it always taken care of, God. My cup is always full, you provide, you take care. You are the provider. Now again, remember, it's so good, we need to meditate on the truth that we are provided for. But covenant considers the other person before it considers ourself. Psalm 91, angels. Yeah, thank you, God. I had to commission an angel. I was telling the students today to go get my dog in the middle of the road last night. God, I thank you that you are our great protector. You are my protector. You are the protector. You are safety, God. God. You are covering, God. I thank you, God. Everything at all times that is represented in my life is safe with you. I thank you, God. My talents, everything, God. You are safety. You are protection, God. You are God. You are protection, God. Not the, not the, the bank. Not the job, not this person or that person, you God are protector. You are safety God. I thank you Lord. You are You are everything good God. How are we doing at considering Jesus? How are we doing at making ourselves available to what he wants to do? How are we doing? Are we practicing his presence? Everywhere we go, you know, I've given this example before, about driving in the car and looking over. And there you are, Holy Spirit. You know, yesterday, I was driving to Home Depot, just always thinking about Jesus. Always thinking about this one that I'm in covenant with. This one that I promise my life to. This one that I vow to give my all to. Being in covenant with God is giving all of who I am. And for some reason, the Lord is really highlighting time tonight. Our time. I give all of who I am, all of my talents, all of my strength, Because I am in covenant with you, God, you, yeah, that's what we do a lot, is we focus on, and again, we need to focus on all we get because we are in covenant with God. But there's another part of that equation. There's another part of that relationship, of that covenant. What are we bringing to this covenant? What are we putting or bringing to the table? Are we giving every compartment? Are we giving every nook and cranny? God holds nothing back. God has given us access to every part of who he is. He's made available all of who he is to us. He's our example of what it means to be in covenant. And what about us? You know, most Christians, truth, I mean, the reality is for most Christians is they don't think about God at all during the day. They may start and say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it, right? It's a great day. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I'm not knocking that. That's awesome. But what about the other 23 hours? If we know how significant our thoughts are, thoughts are things. I, was, I started to tell you about going to Home Depot. Let's, some, and some of you already do this. But not everybody does this. Not everybody does. You know, sometimes when you're just sitting, this is not the Home Depot story, but <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, oh yeah, you're with me, God. Just move over and make room for you, Holy Spirit. Things like that, where we consider him, where we think about him, where we renew our minds through this process of thinking about him to the truth that he is always with me. The Home Depot story is, I was driving to Home Depot yesterday. It's just a little example. But Jesus loves us. And I was like, Lord, If you were going to Home Depot right now, what would you buy? And this is weird to a lot of people. Even Christians. He said a lawnmower. He said, and he said a lawnmower, catch this, Because cutting the grass is very conducive to meditation. And I never even thought about it until I was driving to church tonight. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Lord. A lawnmower in December? I'm like, I'm thinking, maybe a snowblower, but a lawnmower? And he said, you know what? I, I said a lawnmower just because I knew you would think a snowblower. And I just wanted you to know, right? Because he, you know, loves to do these, plays these little games with me, right? And I just wanted you to know that it was me that was speaking. Because you would have said a snowblower. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I totally would have said a snowblower. So it had to be you because you said a lawnmower. I would never have said a lawnmower in December. And then he said to me, because I love when you do that. I love when you consider me. Isn't that what we're supposed to do in a relationship? I love when you remember that, hello, I'm sitting right beside you. I'm in covenant with you. I'm really in covenant with you. I have already given everything I could possibly give to you, says the Lord. (sighs) Ah. And now I need to consider Jesus and not beat myself up about what I haven't done or what I haven't given or how I've, you know, let my end of the covenant down. Because you know, The covenant that we have with God is unbreakable. Now, we can step out of line, but we got Jesus. And because of Jesus, we have an unbreakable covenant with God Almighty. So what are we thinking about? Who are we thinking about? How are we filling our days? Consider Jesus. In all that we do, remember, we are in covenant with him. Covenant. We take his example as our lead and as he has given all we renew our minds to the truth that we can do it. Because Jesus did it. He came as a man and he did it anyways. And God would not ask that of us if we couldn't do it. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, that you make it plain. God, I thank you that you, I thank you for these little lovely reminders, God. Just, you know, so gentle and so loving, so significant, so life-changing, and so important for 2019. God, I thank you, we can do this. Together with you, we can do this. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are always right here with us, helping us. You are our helper. You are our helper. You are always pointing the way to Jesus. You are always leading us. We welcome, Holy Spirit, we welcome those reminders. We welcome those nudges where you wanna say to us, hey, 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 hang on a second. That's not a truth-filled thought. You might wanna do something about that. We welcome it. We say, bring it on, Holy Spirit. We want our minds renewed to the truth. We thank you, God. We get to do this. What a privilege, what an honor. And we tell you, God, that we're up for it. We are in a house of excellence. And we believe that you have strategically placed us here because you believe we can do this. And we thank you, God. This is what we want. This is what we desire. One hundred percent, God. You gave one hundred percent. And our desire is to give to you one hundred percent. Not one bit less. All means all. And we give you our all. because that's best and we want what's best and we thank you for it in Jesus name